Hello and welcome to the Railwaymen podcast. It's a departure from the normal Monday schedule for us as some extraordinary news hit from Gresty Towers on Monday afternoon. It was announced that David Artell will be leaving his post as Crew Alexandra manager and Alex Morris and Lee Bell will be taking over as manager and assistant on an interim basis until the end of the season. We thought we'd get a group of panellists together to have a little chat about that and get some reaction to the news, talk about what went wrong and also possibly where we go from here. So joining me, I've got Russ Fern. Hi, Russ. Hiya, mate. Good to be here. I've also got Steve Dale. Hi, Steve. Hi, mate. I didn't expect to be talking to you this evening, but here we are. Well, um, that's a bonus for us all. And I also have another Steve, Steve Bennett. Hi, Steve. Hiya. All right, well, let's crack on. Steve, I'll come to you first, Steve Bennett. Um, I've been a fan for 33 years. I think you're maybe a little bit longer than that. I've only seen five crew Alex managers. Um, whilst I don't think the fact that he's gone is necessarily a shock, I think it still caught me by surprise today. What's your reaction? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit odd, a little bit odd feeling, really, to be honest, and and one of shock, I think, and almost disappointment. It's odd, as you said. I don't think the club really had much alternative. Um, it's gone on long enough, and us guys on on the pod have. You know, I've been as supportive as, as we can be and and understanding the the various challenges that have gone on. But I think as time has progressed and I think it became inevitable and unfortunately it's it's like taking your dog to the vets, isn't it, for the final time. It had to come, really. As much as you didn't want it to happen, it had to come. Yeah, inevitability is something I've, I've seen mentioned quite a lot. Russ... Is it the right decision? Oh, that's the that's a million dollar question. That's the future of the club question. <clears throat> uh, I'd like to bring up the inevitability thing. I I disagree with the fact it was inevitable. For personally, I was completely shocked by the concept of him going. Um, I I just slipped into the Artel out camp, but I didn't believe he would be going. I thought come Christmas he'd still be in charge of Alexandra. So I, would, I don't agree that it was inevitable. Whether it was the right decision or not, we're gonna we're going to find out over the next few months um, and years, I guess. But I think for this season, for what's happened, I think probably is the right decision. Was it the right time to act, Ross? Oof. Well, I understand why they've given him the entire sort of, the entire thread. The thread's now gone. We're relegated. There's nothing else we can do this season. If, he, if they're going to give it to Alex Morris full-time, which we don't know at this point, I do understand doing it now because he's, that gives Alex Morris some better in time. It gives the rest of the season to get used to the players, who he wants, who he doesn't want. And then he's got a full summer and a full pre-season. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually can see see some logic in sacking him now. If we'd have sacked him three months ago, might might be might we be a League One club next year? Maybe, but we're not. So, you know, I think it was an OK decision. Steve Dale, how do you feel about it? Uh, my first reaction was a state of shock. Um, I mean, I don't think it's come as a surprise to anybody that 
is on the outside maybe given the run of form but it's it's something that we don't really do as, as, as crew I mean I've been I, I haven't supported the club as long as yourself Tim but you know I've been I've been a fan myself for 20 years and I think this is the fourth time they've ever sat to manager and I, I know that doesn't seem too much in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about 20 years but I certainly expect him to be given more time than what he has done. I can fully understand the timing because if they are going to go external, and my personal opinion is I don't think they will because I think they've invested a lot in Alex Morris and he's been rumoured with jobs elsewhere before. So I think it will ultimately be him. But I think if they do have the opportunity to go external and they think that's the right thing to do, then they've given themselves the three weeks before the season finishes, which doesn't come as a great surprise in that, in that respect. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think it is a massive uh, surprise from that from that perspective. Um, Steve Bennett, the last few games, crowds have been well down and there's been clearly season ticket holders that haven't been going. And as we're rapidly approaching the time when we would normally be uh, putting our hand in our pockets for season tickets for next year, um, do you think that's a factor in the board's thinking? Oh, it's a good question, isn't it? They'll, they'll have the data, won't they, on who... Has and hasn't bleeped their barcode through the through the um, through the turnstile. I, I think it must have played a part, mustn't it? There must be a real fear that there won't be half the season tickets renewed, because let's be honest with you, it's hardly been joyous, has it, every week this season? And and I suppose you have to get to a stage where you can offer offer your supporters something, whatever that may be, and whether whether it's it, it's just the, the change in manager or rather the relieving of the manager's duties from Dave Artell as of today, you know. But um, I don't know. But it, it's, it's yeah, I, 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 when you've put that question, I hadn't thought of that angle, but I'm sure that it will have played a part. And also, I think... From the timing point of view, I suppose the club can say quite rightly and quite being fair with Dave Artell, they gave him every opportunity. It was only once it was mathematically um, gone that that they they wielded the axe. Um, I'm sure that 91 other clubs may have may have wielded that sooner, but we are different and we we are crew and that that's why we're all all season ticket holders isn't it absolutely um i wanted to talk a little bit about this season and especially what went wrong um i listened to the excellent not the top 20 podcast earlier on um that was recorded today but before the news break uh, uh before the news broke and ali maxwell on there made a couple of really good points um that i'm now going to steal um one was the, the only club to have used more players this season than us in the whole of the EFL is uh, Scunthorpe. And another is that Luke Offord is the only player to have played 26 times this season, i.e. three quarters of our league games. They're two quite surprising facts, I think. Um, and sometimes it's difficult to know whether that's a, a symptom or, or the cause of some of the problems. So, um, Russ, where... Where did it go so badly wrong this season? Well, if we're going to talk about where did it go wrong, then we're going to be here all night, aren't we? Um, 
just going back to what you said, I think the fact we've used so many players is down to two things. One, the amount of injuries we've had. You could have fielded an entire 11 that would have been competitive, relatively competitive in this league at one point, and they were all out injured. And the other one is flinging shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. When you're in, when you're in that basement battle, you've got to try and figure out something. And that's probably why we're seeing, we saw Cash get at right wing back and oh, God knows all the crazy stuff that we've seen all season. At some point in Artel's mind, he's thinking this is going to click and going to work. But fortunately, that shit did not stick and it is all on the floor now. Um, where did it go wrong? I think one major thing that went badly wrong um, was the Tommy Lowry situation. I think, unfortunately, it completely undermined his authority. It made him look a fool in the dressing room. I think, you know, I mean, it's a rumour mill, but the rumour mill suggests that the board stepped in and made Artel play him. And if that is the case, then it's sort of, from then on, he was he was pretty much doomed, do you think? Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Steve? I think the big shame of it all is the fact that when they made that decision not to play Tommy Lowry, his stock was extremely high. Um, so as suppose we did back it at the time and think that it was for the best of everybody. Now, if we fast forward six months, I don't think he would have had the same sort of the same credit to be able to make the same decision um, without fans being on his back a little bit. So for me, I think the shame with the Tommy Lowry thing that is it was allowed to happen when his stock was high. And maybe in hindsight, it was too much to take on at once. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it. I think if he, if he didn't if he did that with say Zach Williams now he'd be completely crucified. Yeah, I think just sort of jumping on the Tom Lowry situation, I think it was a another battle that wasn't necessarily needing desperately to be fought at the time. Having had all of the departures in the summer, I think it and the Owendale debacle and and all all of that, I think it was one that didn't necessarily have to be fought. Yes, I, I think his Dave's motives were were right in trying to protect the club's asset and the club's potential future income, etc. But I think with everything else that had gone on with the two player retirements and, as I said, the Owendale situation, that it was it was possibly a bridge too far, um, and it just what whatever was left, it just ripped out that last bit of galvanizing spirit if you like of the of the lads that will have been there a while and known and known Tom Lowry you know it, it's in many ways the whole season and sort of jumping on on the conversation the, the original question of what had gone wrong it, it's it's just a multitude of relatively well not not necessarily tiny things but relatively small things all adding up to be a, an absolutely impenetrable armour, if that's the right term. It's not, but, you know, to one big, massive thing that the play, the four or five players who, who departed in the summer, most with good wishes, you know, that had the recruitment then have been better, we'd have covered those and had the two players not retired as well, which... I don't know whether there's a story behind that, whether they, um, whether that, you know, it was entirely as, as, as broadcast, but, um, you know, and so all, all of those things with the Owen Dale as well, who, 
who you know I'm I'm not blaming Dave for that one at all. Um, but I think they all all when lumped together are one big great big rock in in the road, aren't they? Yeah, it's um, a bit like death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? Some of the other things that have gone on. Gone As a fan, you can't, you can't look past what he's trying to do. We've said so many times on here, and I'm sure we'll say it a few times tonight, that we cannot sit here and say that David Artel didn't have the tune, is the best intention to cry Andrew and everything he did, because he did. Yeah, absolutely. But ultimately, if we are putting the Tommy Lowry situation as one of the things that started the season that we had, for want of a better phrase, we have to remember that footballers do talk to each other. Uh, they're not necessarily friends with David Artel. They are friends with Tom, with Tom Lowry, and it has to have an impact. It, I, I'm sure if we were playing at any level, at any time, and happened to somebody we play with, it, it would have some sort of knock-on effect. And I think that's ultimately what did happen. Losing five or six of your best players from the previous season is something that any team would struggle to live with. But I think, and I've, I've heard many crew fans say that if we'd have gone down this season but put up a fight, then they wouldn't have been calling for Dave Artel's head. Um, one of the other things I've heard used against Dave Artel is that there's several teams on similar or smaller budgets in League One who we should be able to compete with. Um, one of those is Accrington. And I've, I've heard Coleman often held up as um, an example of a manager that is doing a great job on a similar budget to Cruz. Um Russ, I'm going to come to you. If Coleman had been in charge of crew this season, would we be in the position we're in now? Or has it just been a series of circumstances that no manager would be able to deal with? Oof, uh, I don't know a huge amount about Coleman, to be honest. Um, but I would level an argument that any team with our budget in this league, if they lost four or five championship quality players or thereabouts, then they would struggle as much as we were. Maybe not as much. Maybe they wouldn't be sort of 15 defeats out of 16, but they'd, they'd be right down there in the scrap. My opinion on this is, for what it's worth, I did predict a struggle at the start of the season. I still think we should have struggled this season. It's the manner of, it's the manner of relegation, ultimately, that's put us in this position. I think if we were 23rd and we were competing and we still had an outside chance of staying up, I think the entire mood around the ground would be different. But unfortunately, it isn't. Whether, as you say, Tim, we had somebody like Coleman in charge, I, I don't think it would have made a difference to the fact that we struggled, but I don't think we would have. I think the way it all sort of unravelled, I also don't think we'd quite have been as battered and bruised as what we were. I don't think you can use the, the leaving players as an excuse for the season. I want to make that clear, because I think that can be levelled as a reason why we would have struggled this season. But it's the, the awful recruitment, the chaotic tactics, the Lowry situation, everything else. That's the reason why we're rock bottom and absolutely hopeless. Not the fact that we lost Kirk, Dale and Pickering, etc. And ultimately, I think he was a man towards the end. Because <clears throat> I've, I've listened to his interviews quite closely this season and every single week he seems to be getting more and more, uh, more and more the kind of, he got the vibe from him that he was putting his, his hands up in the air a little bit. And I've always listened to Dave Artel in the past and I've always been very impressed by the fact he's a very intellectual bloke but if you asked him the question now it's what's happened today I'm sure he will he tell you the true extent of what what it's taken out of him because he does not he, to me that interview on Saturday was not the interview of a well man 
No, and I think I think that that's that's absolutely worth noting, isn't it? That I think we've been saying privately, if not on the pod itself, that he's 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 looked a, a man under some pressure and a man who who was struggling with with it all. But um, it, it's it's just jumping back a couple of couple of minutes from what what you guys were saying there about. The tactics was was the one thing that has just absolutely befuddled me this season, and I know it's one of Tim's favorite favorite subjects: the back three, five, or four, and who's playing there. And you know we're playing uh, wing back bingo every week. Centre forwards playing wing back, and you know bloody right backs playing in the middle, and left backs playing on the right, and. I, I it did strike me that we got to January, February, and he'd run out of ideas, and we'd started. And I think that that's when the rot really, really set in. Um, I think it was we, we we just he just run out of steam. I think with it all, and we are where we are. I guess. Yeah. The decisions I... of a man with a scattered mind. Steve, I think you're trying to say yeah. the decisions of a man that yeah. didn't know how to make a decision in the end. And I don't think that sounds harsh. If, no, if you, can lose, you can lose that clarity because you can be too close to something as well and care too much. And that can be as big a problem. And I, and I would argue in, in this case, it probably is, in that he's, he's a strong-minded guy who, who believed in what he was trying to do, but because of the closeness, both emotionally and in terms of physical closeness as well you lose that focus because you are too close and it, it becomes a fog doesn't it ultimately this is why we at work have annual leave because if he wasn't a football manager I'm sure somebody could turn around to him in November and said look mate you need a holiday I think judging by what you hear on the grapevine and the stuff that goes on behind the scenes he's almost worked himself too hard and I think I think Although that's great from a personal point of view, if you have that ethic, I don't think it's gone in his favour because I think there, there was a time and a place for him to not do as much. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, I get annual leave, and I also don't get sort of two hundred people chanting my name out and shouting abuse at me over social media. And I think you know the football world that he's put himself in is such a scrutinized one and you know he clearly desperately needed a break so yeah i mean i'm somewhat happy for him that he's he's gonna get some time with his kids and his wife and to, to live his life again there's still time for the bay and mob to turn up at your work ross <laughs> uh, give, give it time i um, also wanted to comment in before you move on that ross is absolutely right to say that it, there's no industry like it and the abuse you get and some of the occasions this season, Atkinson away in particular, was absolutely horrendous to see. And I, I just wanted to make the comment that there's so many people in Dave Artel's situation who wouldn't have dealt with it a third of as well as he did because he remained the bloke that we all knew he was until the end. And I think that deserves mentioning because I don't think I would have been as gracious as he was. I really don't. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely spot on, Steve. Well said. I want to take a little bit of a... A step back and have a look at his wider time in charge. Um, Steve Dale, I'll come back to you. Um, how will how will he be remembered for you? As somebody, like I say, who's followed the club for twenty years, he has been one of the biggest figures in that time. It was the first promotion I ever experienced, and he was the captain of it. It's what one of the best 
one of the best days of my life that day at Wembley when we when lifted the playoff trophy. Uh, I, I had the picture at my old house. It's not come with me to this one yet. So obviously I haven't got that at the moment. It's, it still annoys my girlfriend whenever I tell her it was the best day of my life that, you know, the, the day we won at Wembley because some people don't understand football. But, but also the bloke that, for me, stopped us going out of the Football League because I still believe to this day, and I've said it a few times, that if we hadn't made the change and put him in the job when we did, I, I think we were staring down the barrel a little bit. We were only 17th, but we were falling like a stone. Uh, so for me, he was the bloke that won promotion as a player and rebuilt the club to ultimately make us enjoy it again because some last few years and Steve Davis weren't. Yeah, yeah just, just jump in there, Steve, um, and just reinforce... Entirely what you said there. Um, the you know the uh, my abiding memory will be in at the top of those Wembley steps with you know the trophy and all of that, but also um, restoring a bit of a bit of faith and a bit of belief and and all that goes with it when he was you know given the manager's job. Um, as you said, falling like a stone, and yet he um, he galvanised the the club and gave us that belief back. Um, and I still maintain we'd have won the league two years ago had it carried on. I think we 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 had our legs cut off in our prime. We were hitting our straps, and um, for me, it'll be the good times that we remember, um, tinged a little. But it is just a little, and you know, as time goes on, you know, we'll we'll move on from that. I'm sure. If time had gone on, I'm convinced that it would have been similar to Steve Davis, where people would have taken that credit away from him. Um, the criticism of Steve Davis in hindsight is now that he had a really good team, which he did. But you don't get promoted by accident. You do it because you you've done your job, and Dave Artel built that team himself. So as much as we can take the blame for this season and ultimately, you know, we're sat here doing this podcast today for not very nice reasons, that that season belongs to him. And I hope people really give him, give him credit for that. Ross, achievements, signings, what will you remember? I think, you know, I just want to echo what the guys were saying. I I got, I've, I mean, I've watched Crew throughout my childhood and then it was sort of the, the, the second Wembley visit in... Um, well, the first one we visit in 2012 that really got me hooked. Um, a little bit of a glory hunter, you could say. Um, and then having the second season as well. But towards the end of the Davis, it was horrific. And, you know, you question why you go every week. And as a as sort of a what, 15, 16-year-old, it is just awful. And to, to me, Dave Artel brought the fun back to crew. And I didn't know a time before the fun, really. Obviously, there was a lot of fun with Wembley, but... He he was he was everything that crew was to me, and I think um, it is. I'm generally sad that he's gone. And as as the guy said, he he built a, for all intents and purposes, a League Two winning side with with the support of the academy youngsters, where he helped them grow and his recruitment. Players like Eddie Nolan, they are just absolute standout players, and and the type of characters that going forward going forward we clearly need in this dressing room. And the club in, in general from top to bottom. Yeah, you know, the, it's worth... I know we talk about the signings that this last summer or the last 18 months have gone wrong, but the likes of Nicky Hunt and Paul Green, those those players were worth an absolute fortune to crew for what they added both on and off the pitch. 
And that was the one thing that I think that um, Dave Artell saw that his predecessor had completely missed. It was the fact of the importance of that, of getting those characters and good good lads, good characters, good trainers who raised that, those expectation levels. So those players had played at a proper level and knew what it took and dragged people by the shirt collars, whether they liked it or not, to that standard. And I think that had a massive effect on the likes of um, Kirky and, and, you know, all of those other players that, that went and those that played around them that spine that, that the likes of Greeny and Nicky Hunt gave gave the squad and the team, I think is to Dave Artell's eternal testament, really. I think that that, you know, was was a massive thing and, you know, it made a real, real difference to to us watching from the sidelines. Players yeah. and people come and go. Um and and as we've seen this this season, loads of players come and go. Staff members come and go. But I think that's what I remember Dave Artel for, actually. He was the bloke that bought into us and we bought into him. And it was it was a connection that was developed there that doesn't come along very often. I say in every in every, every hundred signings, that sort of thing happens at a football club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for my own part, I'd just I'd just like to say that I think some of the football we played in the promotion season and the second half of the season before it is the best I've seen at Crew and the accusations that he was lucky because some of the players that, that came through, you know, landed in his feet. I think that's a bit harsh because he developed those players. It's absolutely... He developed them as academy, academy manager and then he developed them as manager of the first team. And it was him bringing the players in that supported them that helped those players develop. And I think the players themselves who've gone on to better things will recognise that. And I think we should as fans as well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think the inference that he was lucky is absolute bollocks, to be honest. Yeah. Absolute bollocks. Um, guys, I want to just move on to um, what's going to happen next. It looks like we're going to have Alex Morris and Lee Bell in charge on an interim basis for the last few games of the season. Um, what's their task, Ross? Well, well, yeah, that's a that's a great question. Who knows? Um, if they're to be given the job full time, then they need to figure out what type of football they want to play. Whether they want to go full on crew way and pass it around the back and get nowhere with this squad anyway, um, or be a more pragmatic side, uh, they need to figure that out early doors. And they've got I don't know how many games we've got left. Is it four or five? They've got that amount of games to figure out who they want to have next season in this team. Do they want to offer, I don't know who's out of contract, Murphy another contract? Do they, do they want to find these players, keep these players and, and to find the gaps that they need for their for their squad? And because this summer recruitment, whether Alex Morris is in charge, Dave Artel's in charge, or me and Tim are in charge, is the is one of the biggest in the club's history. So they ha- ha- whoever's in charge, it has to be done properly and start in that recruitment drive four months ago was important, so let alone today. Um, if they're not given the job full-time, then uh, I don't know, what's the point, really? They're just caretakers, aren't they, at this point? We've got Wimbledon coming up pretty fast, Steve Dale. Um, do you think we'll see immediate changes? On a, as, from a fan's perspective, I just want us to see us stop the, us stop the rot, because this is a, you know, I think that's, that's what we need to do. Any sort of result is important. I mean, I, Take a so it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of this season because, you know, we're relegated already, but 
in terms of going forward into next season, it matters. If you go into next season losing every single game to now the end of the season, it, it does nobody any favours. So I think for us, as long as we can just if maybe if snatch a result on Friday or get a couple of points towards the end of the season, just stop this horrible run we're on, which we are in one sense going to break all records this season in terms of how many games we're losing on the run. If we can just break that streak, then I think I think they've done the job this year. Do we think Alex Morris is a serious candidate for the job, Steve Bennett? I, I think there are people that think he is. Um, I obviously know that he, he's had, you know, interviews for jobs elsewhere. I think he was um, muted for the Veil job, wasn't he, at one stage um, last year. Um, I think there are people within the game and within the club that hold him very, very highly. I don't know the guy that well. Um, and uh, is, there, is there an argument that another internal, is that the right, the right move to make? With, with the amount of rebuilding work and the number of players, turnover of players that there's going to be this summer, there's got to be, um, whether that's the right decision. But I, I, I honestly don't know the guy well enough to make, make an informed view on that. But other than to say that I do know that the club hold him very, very high regard. So... Um, we'll, we'll guess we'll see where we end up, won't we, really? Because there must be plenty of external candidates with or without crew connections that would be, would, will be kicking the door down, I would have thought, to get, get, a, get in there. So, Yeah, the fact that we've um, announced that this is an interim appointment makes me think that we are going to presumably conduct some sort of interview process. Um, and. I infer from that 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 means external candidates will be able to apply for the job. Um, Russ, are there any particular external candidates that you think might be appropriate? Well, I think there's a handful handful of names going around the rumour mill. I think two that really interested me was uh, the lads at Altrincham, uh, Phil Parkinson and Neil Sorvel. Um, and Neil's the assistant there. Legend. Okay, <laughs> legend. I'll sign him up. There you go. That's my analysis done. <laughs> now I think I think what they've built at Altrincham is decent. They've got a lot of ex-crew players there and ex-Nantwich players, which suggests that they play the right way of football. Because tell you what, AJ Leach Smith can't play long ball. So and Ryan Colclough is a tricky character to master. I think I think they clearly have learned their stuff in, in non-league. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I don't think we should be ruling out non-league managers just because they've not got the experience of the EFL. Dave Artel didn't have the experience of the EFL. He, came from an office somewhere um so yeah i think i think phil and neil are definitely maybe not the top candidates top option but i don't think they should be ruled out the conversation they've definitely done a fantastic job taking effectively a a semi-pro team to the to mid-table in the national league especially this current national league is no mean feat um steve dale is there anyone that you think might do a decent job be a bummer uh, to this podcast and to anyone listening. I don't think they'll go any, any away from Alex Morris because, like I said at the start, I think they've invested a lot into him. He's, he's come through the system, and I think that that's the way the that's the route they'll go down. But I think if we are looking at external candidates, I think maybe that somebody with who is working in new football, maybe the likes of Rich Walker or somebody like you know, I, I know that might sound stupid, but it's just throwing a name out of the hat. That's so someone with that sort of job role of working with young players that I think would 
that we benefit from ultimately. Maybe some somebody with that sort of CV, kind of like what the what Liam Manning had at MK Dons, that kind of ilk. You know, and yeah, and he's obviously got he's got massive crew connections, doesn't he? Um, there, you know, remember him playing back in the Dean Ashton days, wasn't it? With Rich Walker at the back. From my point of view, I suppose David Wright is another name that we we need to mention as well. He he done very well as assistant at Colchester, and I think he's now at MK Dons as as a number two, um, cracking fullback in his day. Played hundreds and hundreds of games for us, and and he he's crew ethos through and through. You know, coming through under Dario and all of that back in the day and playing championship. Uh, I would have thought that yeah, we could do a lot worse than than somebody like him. But do again, you, it will it will depend on whether, who wants it, I suppose, won't it? Yeah, David David Wright for me would be an excellent candidate. Um, I, I always thought he was an intelligent player at, when he played for us. Um, his, his background is Colchester and Norwich, so he that's two clubs with excellent academy systems. He obviously gets us having come through our academy. Um, he's at MK Dons at the moment, who play probably the best stuff outside the championship. Um, so I, you'd expect that he'd have picked up some modern ideas and techniques, which I think is exactly what we need. Um, but yeah, Rich, Rich Walker's an interesting candidate again. I think, you know, he was on this very podcast, if anyone wants to go back and listen to it. And I thought he came across extremely well, um, knows his stuff. Um, tactically, great ideas, coaching, and I think you know he, he's clearly a student of the game. So he he would be a very very interesting candidate for me. Um, and another one of, of a similar, um, I guess similar profile, but probably higher profile, having worked at England underage and now he's at Man United, would be uh, Justin Cochran. Again, club connections. Um, what do you think, Russ? Is Cochrane a possibility, or is he possibly a little bit out of the out of our range financially? Uh, yeah, I think he's um, he's a little bit out of the range, isn't he? You know, he will be wanted the United job probably this summer. <laughs> I think you know he's ex England as well. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's probably unlikely, but you never know. He might want to take a proper step into the EFL and, and scale on that management ladder. And I think you know there's a lot of worse jobs than crew in the EFL. So you know, it's a possibility, isn't it? I think something interesting, we've all named managers that are not the typical merry-go-round managers, because I think if we do just get a merry-go-round manager, then, you know, that's 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 awful. Let's not forget Neil Warnock once played for crew, so uh, could be a candidate there. Colin. 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 <laughs> anyone, anyone else you want to mention, lads? As possible candidates? Jonathan Woodgate. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that article as well, and I did raise an eyebrow when uh, Jonathan Woodgate was the uh, was one of the names mentioned. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I can probably make a prediction that Jonathan Woodgate won't be the next crew manager. Yeah, I think I think we can. Yeah, I think we'll have our money on that not being the case. Fair play. Well, I guess that that pretty much um, wraps us up. Is there anything anyone else wants to say about, or maybe to Dave Artel? Just thank you, really. Um, as I say, this was this was a blow. There was a breath of fresh air once upon a time. He say he really revitalised my interest. Well, again, once upon a time, when we were in League Two under Steve Davis, I, 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 I'm convinced this day I would have stopped going because I really wasn't enjoying it. And this is a man who came along who really, really got me interested again. 
And I think that I think it's testament to the guy himself that no matter how the season was going, I think majority of people still wanted him to do well, even if they thought we probably probably were need in need of a change. It's a testament to himself that everybody respects him as a bloke, and there aren't too many good guys in the game. Yeah, yeah I think the the one I would add, I'd absolutely reinforce there uh, what Steve said. Just um, I, I'd just say. Uh, well, a, a big thank you, really. Um, not for the five years or however long it was and all of the things that we'd said previously, but also but for that celebration against the Vale for that last-minute equaliser. That said everything to me about his thoughts and his feelings and his commitment to the Alex. And so, you know, I, I'd just say thanks. It was, that was my that was my birthday that day, and I'd obviously had a few beers, and I was I was running along the side that day, and and Mr. Artel ran past me at, at speed of lightning. So that's <laughs> there's one there's one for you. Does that cool. say more about you than than Artel? Uh, well, I was trying to say something about him, but you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> Artel, I think I think just you've got to reiterate how devastating it is for it to have ended like this. Everyone at this yeah. club loves him. We know it's time for the two to two to depart ways, but you know it's just it's just horrifically sad that it's had to go like this. And you know, no one wants no one wants to be chanting his name to to get him out of the club. But unfortunately, that's what's had to happen. Um, and to, just to underline everything, I just hope he has a, a good break from football, gets to back with his uh, children and his wife, and you know he can have a good break and then hopefully gets back into a managerial job at some point in the future. Yeah, Russ, I absolutely could not agree with that more. Well said. Okay, well, that brings us that brings us to the end. Um, thanks to you, Steve Dale. No problems. Thanks Steve you, Bennett. Thanks, guys. And Russ. Thank you very much. And to you, listener, thank you for listening. And we will be back on Monday with our normal podcast. Goodbye. Dang, 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 ding, dong, ding, blue moon.